Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Nisi Lexi Podcast. If you're new here, I'm a digital marketer, a content creator, as well as a blogger. If you're new here, welcome. I help entrepreneurs brand their ideas, optimize their online marketing platform, as well as content creation development and SEO strategy. I also help them optimize their work, as well as generate revenue, and I post weekly podcasts here. I'm delighted to have you all. For more information, you can visit my website at www.nisilexi.com. Hello, guys, and welcome to See Chat. And I'm so excited to be here today to introduce the lovely Maya. And Maya is a software engineer. She is here today with us to discuss how the Black Tech Takeover Week with the CEO, uh, um, the Center for Black uh, Young Professionals here in Toronto. I am actually one of their alumni from the digital marketing program that we run in 2019. I'm super, super honored and excited to actually learn more about Maya. And before I head into the interview, I just wanted to say that welcome for all the uh, individuals that want to learn more about how they can get involved in the digital marketing as well as uh, uh, engineering and software, anything that's related to tech. So this topic is all going to cover that. And I'm super, super honored to have Maya with us today here. Maya, introduce, let us know about a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so thank you for having me, by the way. I'm super excited for this. And yeah, my name is Maya Bello, and I am a software engineer. I work in the financial tech space. So mm -hmm. I do a lot of front end development, which is like building out the user interface, like what people actually see on like a website. Then I also have done some work in the back end as well. So mm -hmm. I have kind of like, you know, experience with both. Uh, I studied computer science in college. So that mm -hmm. was my major. And yeah, just super excited to be here. Awesome, fantastic. I actually love seeing that, you know, just our young black women are actually taking spaces in all these digital marketing area as well. And the fact that you're actually in engineering, there's no many, a lot of uh, our faces in there. So I'm so happy that we actually have you here to also be like, you know, part of the talk and discussion. So Maya, when and how did you start your career as an engineer, like in the coding industry? Oh, like how did I get into the coding industry? Yeah. Yeah, so actually all of this was pretty random for me. So yeah. I really think it was like fate that I got into this. Mm -hmm. So I was applying to different schools and my parents were like, you have to pick a major, you're not going in undeclared. Like they were just like really very strong about me picking a major. Yeah. So to different schools, I picked so many different things. Like I remember one school, it was like creative writing. <laughs> another school i did history like i was just like all over the board but mm -hmm. the school i got the most basically financial aid to or in scholarships to i chose computer science as my major so before then i had like never written a line of code so i was really yeah it was so random but what actually kept me in the space was mm -hmm. that there was not a lot of people that looked like me and someone told me that like, oh, maybe you shouldn't do this because I was struggling with it. Yeah. So they were trying to get me out of the major. So I'm like super stubborn. So I was sad about that, but I was like, now I have to do it. Mm -hmm. So I kind of think that kind of like motivated me for a while. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, you know, my brother always tell me that, you know, haters make you famous. And it just, you never, <laughs> yeah. you don't always have to listen to them. You just kind of have to go with your gut and believe in yourself. And kind of, you know, just to comply. And I'm actually glad that you actually went ahead and kind of believed in yourself and stayed motivated and 
finish the course. So what would you think uh, or influenced you or made the coding or engineering so compliant for you to become a coder? Like what was that aspect? That's something apart from the person telling you, oh, you can't be an engineer. What other things that influence you to be, to choose this pattern instead of other aspect of your digital? Yeah. So something with coding that I just did not fill with anything else I did. So in college, I also took history classes. I took the science classes. Like I took a whole bunch of different things. But like the feeling you get in coding when you actually like get a computer to do exactly what you tell it to do and it works, like it's it's one of those feelings that I just did not feel in any other field that I thought I could go in. Mm -hmm. It's like when you spend a week creating something and then like people can use it, it just feels empowering that if I wanna make an app tomorrow or I mm -hmm. wanna make a website or a video game, like I have the tools to do that. And I kind of liked that feeling. Yeah. Speaking of app and creating, I actually went over to YouTube and I reviewed some of the content that you actually posted there. And I came across you were building a, a movie search app. Like, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I didn't know you looked at my YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, so I have a YouTube channel called Maya Bello. So it's just my name. And mm -hmm. I teamed up with someone else. And again, I just met that person virtually. And we kind of just wanted to film the process of us creating a web app just because a lot of people might be interested in it, but they don't know like what it consists of. So we like videotapes the whole thing from like having the idea to working on the back end, working on the front end. And yeah, so basically you can type in a movie genre and it mm -hmm. gives you movies based off like the genre you typed in. And we want to do more with it. We have like the basic, basic MVP yeah. But like it was super fun to make. That's cool. So when can we expect like the full project bits? Oh man, <laughs> I need to reach out. So the person I collaborated with, his YouTube channel is Sturdy Code. Yeah. So I need to reach out. I feel like something else that like coders do is like all these projects sound interesting. So they just start building <laughs> a whole bunch <laughs> of things. And then it's like, oh, that like halfway works, but I built it, so. Especially in this time where we're all like at home, like in quarantine, we actually need entertainment. And this actually an app that actually comes in handy. And for you guys to actually just start the momentum there, it's like, I would actually look forward to have you guys, you know, finish it and so that we can actually use it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I'll reach out to him and say that someone was interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so diving into the new industry, whereas uh, it can be hard at times. And how did you manage to navigate in order to achieve your success in, like, in as a software engineer? Yeah, so um, something I learned along the way was that representation is like so important, having mm -hmm. people you can like look up to that also look like you. Mm -hmm. So I had that in college. And then in the workspace, I was actually like lacking that just because, um, yeah, just not a lot of people that look like me that are in like higher positions. Mm -hmm. So if people can definitely try and find organizations like at my work, there's the African Ancestry Organization. Mm -hmm. They have like a tech woman as well. So mm -hmm. you can actually like find communities so you can like give each other tips and stuff like that. But it was also a lot of trial and error. Like um, one thing I realized that I should have asked early on 
was yeah. like when it comes to promotions and all that stuff, there are rule breaks at whatever company you're working at. So really like taking the time to look at those rule like rule breaks to see like what you can do, like what you need to do to get promoted. And then mm -hmm. also having talks with your manager and letting them know that you are like interested in that. So that yeah. was something that I learned along the way. Yeah. That's definitely, that's also great. So uh, apart from actually kind of like finding navigation to the industry, as well as like finding people that are, because I know you mentioned that there was not a lot of representation or representation that plays a huge part in our career, just like to have somebody that actually looked like you or somebody that actually uh, in the field that you're interested in, it actually keeps you motivated. Yeah. But then how, because you, mentioned that there was not a lot of people that in this field so how did you keep yourself motivated like how was that in it motivation for you come like how did you keep yourself motivated yeah no that is such a great question uh so many times i wanted to quit if i'm being honest mm -hmm. like for a super i had a super close friend at the time i feel so bad for her the amount of times i was like i'm done i'm gonna quit i'm not gonna do this anymore like she was very helpful uh, I think going with your gut feeling is so important. Like it's hard to explain, but there was like something telling me that even though I was hard, I, I failed classes as well. Like it was a very tough journey for me. There was like just something telling me to keep going. So I would say what motivated me, oh, also something that motivated me along the way was focusing on progress and not perfection. So like every day, if I learned something new, that was good, that was enough. I shouldn't compare myself with someone else that's been coding for years. Like we mm -hmm. are on very different journeys. So just like focusing on just progress because if you keep going, like slow pro progress is still progress. So as long as you like, as long as you keep going, you will meet your destination. That is so true. It's like building the bricks over time. And yeah. Routine. Yeah, that's definitely. Mm -hmm. So what would you say, like, uh, based on your experience, what are the top three coding language that most employers consider in order for, like, job applicants or people that are just trying to get into the field or getting hired? So what are the top three coding languages that you would recommend or you consider is, like, where would Yeah. No, that's a good question because there's so many different coding languages that are out mm -hmm. there in general. Mm -hmm. So I would say as long yeah so one thing tip i would give to people is to maybe look up companies that you want to work at and then see like what languages do they need people in because a lot of them would say okay we need someone that's an expert in java or python like just see what languages are there and then you can look at a lot of different job postings and then you'll start seeing trends but the language that i recommend to beginners if they want to learn like coding concepts is mm. Python, just because Python, the way like the language is written, it's close to like English words. So when you wanna convert like the ideas you have in your head into code, Python yeah. is like a great language for that. So I would definitely recommend that language. That's amazing, that's amazing. Well, like I actually, whenever I look at the JavaScript or the Python, always for me, it looks like it's a new language. And for me just to kind of, 
have the concept of like whenever like I see a digital uh, a coder or engineer like working towards it, it's so amazing just to see how you guys structure everything behind the scene and then later on we have this cool amazing app that you guys develop and going with the React and everything. So what would you say is like some of the misconception of black tech or black software engineer that you wanted to clear? Oh wow that's a good question. Any misconceptions? Yeah. Uh, so I think a misconception that people have of like software engineering in general mm -hmm. is that it's a lot of math and like some fields you go into, like you will be doing a lot of math. Like if you want to go into like recommender systems mm -hmm. or you want to go into like artificial intelligence, that requires a lot of math. Mm -hmm. But like what I do, I do like front end web development, back end web development, it's not a lot of math. <laughs> like I was looking back at the past year just because someone asked me how much math it is. So I was looking back at all the code I written and the most math I did was like adding up two numbers together. Like <laughs> I think a lot of people think it's like you have to be good at math just because you hear a lot of stories of people that were like, I loved math as a kid. So like I fell into this. That's not me. I don't do a lot of math. Web development is not a lot of math. Unless you're making like a math app, then it yeah. might be a lot of math. But I think that's a misconception. Oh, okay, okay. I see. That's actually that's a, good, that's a good, you know, thing to clear it up because a lot of people that are fearing to just kind of do physics or math, they're not like, oh, I don't have to do it. Then I can just go in that field. Yeah. So, what other advice do you have for young viewers that are actually at home right now, looking or listening to us? where they're thinking of becoming a software engineer, what other advice do you have for them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Uh, if they've never written a line of code before, however, mm -hmm. it sounds interesting to them, I would say definitely just try it out. Like you have nothing to lose. I think it's great to start out with um, hour of code. So mm -hmm. they have like Google has an hour of code and yeah. like, yeah, there's just different, like there's an hour of code website as well. Just like go onto the website, try out some activities. And then I also have a TikTok where I actually have like coding tutorials on there. So yeah. it's really just like 15 second clips of just like me explaining code. And it's just really like a good way to ease yourself in because it might sound scary. People might say it's hard, but you can definitely do it if you put in the work. So. I'll just say, just try it. Definitely. definitely. You never know until you try. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. So what would you think are some of your most best memorable moments or experience you had thus far as a software engineer? You said last year? No, like your most memorable experience so far. Oh, wow. Time. Like since I first, okay, as a software engineer, my most memorable yeah. experience. Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, I, okay, so I thought about this, but it's not really. So I also volunteer with kids and mm -hmm. I teach kids to code. And these kids are mostly like black and Latino. So I just thought it would be really cool if they could like see what I do at work. So like I planned an activity for them and they like came to my job and yeah. they just had like a full day of activities. I think it's really great just because like, you know how before we were talking about like representation matters? Yeah. Exposure matters as well. So for them to like see where I work at and see that it's possible and like have this, 
you know, vision for themselves. I thought was so powerful. So when you said that, that stood out as a most memorable experience. Uh, yeah. And then I guess like shipping out my first feature, maybe. So yeah. like um, on my team, like my first feature that like went into production and like thousands of people used was also like pretty cool. Yeah. So in your field, would you consider that most of your work is like a collaborative or was like mostly just one on one type of thing? Yeah, that's I'm so glad you brought that up because that's also a common misconception that you're just like by yourself, like just looking at a screen. Like you will be looking at a screen a lot, but it's like a lot of collaboration. Like I think on a regular day, I spend like half my time on Slack and like half my time coding. So it used to be like in-person meetings, but you know, because of the quarantine, everything's virtual. Yeah. But it's like making sure everyone is aligned, having meetings with the designer so they can check off on the work I implemented mm -hmm. or having meetings with the content team to make sure like all of the words that are on the screen are good to go. And then also collaborating with engineers. Like if you're working on the back end and I'm working on the front end, we have to make sure like our code works well together. So setting up meetings so that we can test it out together and just like, it's a lot of like teamwork and collaboration. Oh wow, that's incredible. Because I feel like even with the advancement in technology, a lot of the concept, like if a lot of people think like, oh, just because you're working in a tech field, it seems like you're always on the desk kind of like coding behind the scene, but that's necessarily not true because as you mentioned that a lot of them has to do with collaborative work and people coming together and always like checking in with one another and making sure that the stuff is running, which is beautiful. So in that aspect of it, how are you guys measuring success of each um, coder? Like how, is there any like specific KPIs or what are they? Like what? Yeah, no, that's a good question. And that's something I had to realize because like, I didn't know if, okay, you wrote the most amount of code. Is that considered success or mm -hmm. like, what does that look like? So wherever you decide to work at for the people listening, definitely make sure you check out like, what are the rules for your company? Mm -hmm. But at my company, they, they have different values. So like one of our values is like be passionate and it's like, do they care about like the customer problem, like different things like that. And then also like, be bold, do they bring ideas to the table? Which is very like, a, um, is the word subjective, but it's like, it's very like up in the air. Like, <laughs> do they care about the customer? Like, do they do this? Like, it's not really concrete, like wrote 10,000 lines of code, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, but each company has a different kind of like measure of success. Okay, so to what degree would you consider that finding certain companies uh, value that would align with your personal value that you wanted to kind of like go in that company. So how do you determine like, okay, which companies actually fits with your own personal value in order for you to go? Like what's that aspect look like for you? Yes, no, doing research on a company is so important. Like for me, when I was picking colleges, it was just kind of random. I, I did not put that much thought into it. But then when it came to actually like picking a job, it's so important just because like I went to a school that was very competitive. So mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure the workplace I went to had a good like work life balance. So that was one of the things I looked into. So like talking to the engineers there and say like, okay, out of a week, are you pulling any all nighters? Like what does <laughs> your work day look like? You know, are you doing more than eight hours a day? I need, I need to know that. <laughs> 
you know, like really a good work-life balance. And then yeah. also there's several lists out there too, like best places to work for women, best places to work for like different um, races as well. Like really like looking at those lists and then talking to people at the company. I think it's so important. And even now, like just because of this whole quarantine that happened, the pandemic, you know, like looking at how different companies treated their employees, like that is so important to see as well. So asking the right questions to the right people. That is definitely true because after the COVID-19, a lot of companies either uh, laid off their employee or yeah. actually gave them the opportunity to work from home. So having to to know like, okay, what the company is going to offer you in, in terms of crisis is very definitely important because you want to be able to have like job security and everything through the whole pandemic situation in case, knock on wood, nothing happens in the future. But yeah. these are some of the things that you can actually consider when going into the, into the company for sure, for sure. Yeah. So what are some of the, um, would you say like, how does social media lately like play a part in supporting the black software engineers? Like, are they getting any more notice or not at all? Like from your personal experience? Yeah, so is your question like, um, like does social media uh, help out with Yeah, that? in terms of recognition, because there's not a lot of uh, black software engineers out there, but however, those ones like, for example, yourself that are constantly using social media, like we mentioned earlier, TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, do you think that the social media is actually helping you guys by being recognized and actually improve that diversity mm -hmm. on site or not really? Yeah, so the way I use social media more is like I created a group of like black coders just because I wanted us to have like a space where we mm -hmm. could like talk about what we're doing, get advice from each other, share resources and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So like we have that space. Uh, and then I just kind of decided to start like teaching code on like TikTok and like Instagram, just because I wanted to reach a new audience of people, just because like I had no idea what coding was when I jumped into college. So I was mm -hmm. like, I wanted to reach the youth, you know, <laughs> so they can, you know, see what coding is like randomly scrolling on TikTok and they see like Maya loves code posting some dance <laughs> code thing and be like, oh, what's that? But um, you're making coding look cool. <laughs> yes, I'm trying. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually it's so exciting because like I meet people and they say like before I didn't know what computer science was, but now like I'm going to major in that. So it's just good to like reach those different types of people that just really don't know what coding is. So from the time that you started, obviously from college up until now when you worked what would you say is was like your aha moment that like, oh my God, I actually could do this as a full-time. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I was confused for like my first two years. I would look at my code and I would just like stare at it. Like I did not know how to like even approach yeah. coming up with a solution. But then I took a class on algorithms and what's, what's really special about that class is you actually wrote no code in that class. So what you did was like in English, you had to describe what the code should do. Mm -hmm. And then that was just the big aha moment because I would try to like think of what the code should do while I'm typing it out in whatever coding language and trying to do that at the same time was just 
it, it doesn't work well. You actually yeah. should think of what you want to do it, what you want to do, and then code it out. So it was like in that class where I was like, okay, everything is starting to make sense. And then mm -hmm. actually teaching people online. I wanted to do that for a while, but I thought, I don't know, like I'm not a professor. I'm not a teacher. I don't know if I like want to try it out. But then I was just like, you're not going to get anywhere being scared. So I was like, just try it. If it works, yay. If it doesn't, you try it. So it was just like just going for it. <laughs> that is powerful. It's like just the power of like, you know, going for it and kind of maneuver. So what would you say? Do you think that there's uh, support or other resources available for those who are thinking of becoming a software engineer? Because you are based in the States, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you think that uh, in your area or generally speaking in the U US as whole, is there other resources that are available for those who are thinking of becoming software engineer? Because I know from our end here, we have C. And sees mm -hmm. a for black and young entrepreneur that provides support for people who necessarily wouldn't have the opportunity to um, get access to being in a digital tech or or like a scholarship. So see, try to support and help this young black here. Yeah. So what about your in your area? Like, do you guys have something similar? Yeah. So one organization I'm in is called Next Play. So mm -hmm. Next Play is like one word. And yeah, it's an organization that helps like black and Latino people connect, network and find jobs. Mm -hmm. So I really like that organization. And then this organization is kind of for like, well, it's not for younger people, but there's also Street Code, which is mm -hmm. another organization that um, teaches people um, like how to code, design, entrepreneurship. It's really mm -hmm. great. And then there's another one called Code 2040. So that kind of helps people who are either like sophomores or juniors, helps them find internships. Mm -hmm. And yeah, those are all the ones I can think of right now. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> actually great things to have, like, because so people that are watching right now, they can actually think about it and go find those resources and make their dream come true. <laughs> And as a self-made entrepreneur or a software engineer, there's always going to be that one person that's always there for you. What is your support system look like? Is it like your brother, your mom, your sister? What? Who is it? Oh, that's you want to shout out to them? Yeah, <laughs> shout my people out. Uh, what does my support system look like? So I know when I was struggling a lot. I would just like call my sister and I would just be like on the phone, like bawling. <laughs> and she would just, what was good about like my sister and like my mom was that they would never tell me to quit. Like mm -hmm. other people would see I was struggling and they would say, try something else. But with them, they were just like, let me go through it. So I'll definitely say that. And then, yeah, you know, something else I learned too is that I'm trying to say this in like the most you like you got to be your own support system as well. Like you have to be your own biggest cheerleader. Like mm -hmm. you can't control what other people will say or think like it's just out of your control. However, it's like at the end of the day, it has to be inside of you. Like if you want it, then you just have to go after it. And as long as you're doing stuff that's going to like make yourself proud and like you, you just know it's the right thing to do in your gut, then keep yeah. doing it. That's true.
So speaking of all the advice that you're just giving, what is some of the takeaways message or negative knowledge based on your experience or just in life in general that you would want to give new quarter that are coming into the industry? Yeah, so a great piece of advice that I got, and I hope it doesn't sound too harsh, but it's like, don't take advice from people you don't want to be like. And I think that was so powerful for me, just because like, a lot of people have so many different opinions, you know, mm -hmm. and it's like, really take advice from people that are like, in your space that you want to be like, like if I have a moral question, like is this right or wrong to do something? I would like go ask my mom just because like I see her, like she is my representation. However, if I have a question about like growing on social media, mm -hmm. my mom is, she doesn't use social media like that. You know, <laughs> like she's just gonna, she's gonna give her own advice, but she's not gonna give me advice that's right for that space. Yeah. So like even now, um, I really make sure like the advice I, I'm getting is like, do I want to be like that person in this space? And if not, it's always good to just listen to the feedback, you know, or like the advice they're giving. But that was like one like aha moment that I like had in my head. That's really incredible. So let's go to the source. To yeah, exactly. That is good. So um, what other projects are you currently like low key working on that we should be looking forward to? Yes. Yeah, I know. I love this. So yeah, so I do. I know I have to put in all my, my different things. So I have a YouTube channel. So I'm actually going to post a video tomorrow, tomorrow, which is advice for new coders. So yeah, my YouTube is Maya Bello. So thank you. You just type that into YouTube. It's just my name. And then I also just I'm going to continue to post on like TikTok. So my TikTok and Instagram is Maya underscore loves underscore code. So that's where I just post things about being a software engineer. And then also like 30 second little coding tutorials to like keep up your coding knowledge as well. And then I'm also going to be working on a little workbook of how to break into the tech industry. I've been like writing on the side. So super excited for that. And then, yeah, just keep learning and growing and giving back, doing talks like this. Like I love like just exposing people to tech. So again, thank you so much for having me. No problem. And also make sure to like, uh, is are you is your website coming up? Like what is, are you working on your website as well? I need to, <laughs> I need to just make a website. I don't know why I haven't, okay. but yeah. Oh, I also have a podcast too. Yes, so. I actually heard it. Um, was was it yesterday when you released? Uh, oh, no. uh, you had a, a guy that came in and you interviewed. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, talk about it. Talk about it. We still have time. Yeah. So I interviewed. So I have a podcast also called Maya Bello. So I have a link to all of my different things on my Instagram. So if you mm -hmm. go there, you'll see everything. And yeah, I interviewed a self-taught engineer. So like I went to school for software engineering. However, he learned to be a software engineer through like YouTube and apps. So I just thought that was so cool. So I interviewed him and he talked about his journey. So yeah, so definitely go check it out. It was it was really good. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I got a glimpse of it. It's really worth watching and like, you know, worth listening to it. And yeah, so where can people find you? Do you want to just kind of like read out loud and where all your social media handles? So people can yeah. Podcast, YouTube, Facebook. Oh, wow. So I see the comments over there. I was like, should I type it out? But yeah, so 
YouTube is Maya Bello, so M-A-Y-A space B-E-L-L-O. So that's mm -hmm. my YouTube channel, new video <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> and then my Instagram and my TikTok is Maya underscore loves underscore code. So Maya loves code. Mm -hmm. And then my podcast, you can also find a link on my Instagram to that. But my podcast is Maya Bello. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think that's everywhere. I'm not on Twitter, you know. That's the only thing I'm just not on. <laughs> I just it just like passed me. But uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Sounds good. I'm actually gonna also take this moment to go look into our Facebook uh, chat to see if anybody, one of our audience, is asking questions. So you feel free to answer them. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I see Kira over there. Feel free. To shoot your question so that Maya can have a chance to answer for you guys as well. Yeah, we definitely need more Black tech companies. Uh, I totally agree with that. You know, we got to start our own company, y'all. I remember for a while I would be in classes of 400 people, and mm -hmm. I was the only Black spec <laughs> in that entire class. And it wasn't until like two years later there was yeah. another girl that joined that was also black and i was like girl we need to make a hair app we need to like collaborate like we we need to make some stuff for our people but, yeah uh, yeah i love that definitely definitely i'm also gonna check out instagram if we have any questions in there but feel free to answer any questions from facebook, facebook is yeah and what i would also do is you can actually like companies list the amount of like black employees they have at their job so definitely doing research because there's some companies that have like way more than others so definitely check out those percentages mm -hmm. how hard was it to get your first job in the industry so something that's great about software engineering is that they need people like there are a lot of jobs available so that was not a problem. Honestly, when you set up your LinkedIn and you know you put your resume on there, you add all the skills, the languages you know, recruiters would reach out to you. It's like, you don't even have to do the work at that point. So it was not hard. I mean, the hard part of getting a software engineering job is the technical interview. So the way the technical interview works is that you basically, you go into the room or like it could be virtual as well. And they give you a question that you've never seen before and you have to solve it through code. So you have to like write some code on the spot that solves mm -hmm. whatever problem they give you. So that was like the hard part of like mastering that. However, there's several websites out there like Leak Code is the most popular one. So you have to really practice that. So what I found out was like getting the interview, it's like, I got you easy, but it's like actually preparing for that technical question they give you because it could be like, it could be anything, you know, that was really the part that I had to focus on. Okay. And what would you say is like your advice for people to prepare for interviews? Like what is the, some of the tips and tricks based on experience? Yeah. So uh, definitely message me. If you're black, I can add you to the black coders group because we have a channel there where we just do, we're like, we're doing interview prep right now. So that is definitely come join us and do that question a day that we're doing. But um, some tips in general for solving these problems is really learning how to like break down the problem. So like, for example, the problem might, that they give you that you have to solve through code might have three different 
parts to it. So it's being able to see, oh, am I frozen? No, 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 you're not. Okay, you're kind of frozen. I think it's my internet delay, but you're not frozen, you're good. <laughs> okay, cool. So it's like being able to take a bigger problem and make it a smaller one. So like, for example, even with like making the website, the black entertainment website, it's like, you don't just like say, okay, let me start with like something that's like later on down. Like the first step is like actually like, okay, let's set up the web page. Like really being able to break a bigger problem into smaller ones is so helpful mm -hmm. when it comes to technical interviews because what they really wanna see is how you problem solve. So they wanna see like, what is your thought process like when you're given a new problem? Because on the job, you're gonna be given new problems all the time, but you really wanna see like, how does this person attack new difficulties? That's true, that's true. And I'm having a technical difficulty. The thing is frozen in my end, but I still can hear you. So again, okay. I just continue going on. <laughs> Excuse my, uh, my, my network is super slow here in the end. But yeah, feel free to answer the next question uh, from the audience. Okay. Uh, are you good to form more alliances with Canada? You know, I was actually telling someone I would want to retire in Canada because I feel like y'all got less. Uh, you know what be happening in the States, all that. Ugh. Don't yeah. want to go into it. But I was like, I feel like Canada is more peaceful. <laughs> so I actually want to come visit. But yeah. And then we're in the States of my base, so I'm based in California. But California is actually closer to the Silicon Valley, and there's a lot of people say there's a lot of opportunity for digital or tech-related uh, careers. So how? my question would be is, what does this opportunity look like for us, for people like us like, at the moment? Yeah, so I want to say like there, well, because of the quarantine, it's, um, you know, some companies have like stopped their hiring process and it, like, it looks different for each company now just because of like, you know, what's going on. But it's like, there are opportunities, there are internships, there are apprenticeships, there are like new grad jobs, software mm -hmm. engineering jobs. And there's like so many different types of software engineers as well. Like you can go into the app development space you can do like websites, like the front end, the back end, like what I do. And then there's also like there's security as well, like cybersecurity. And mm -hmm. there's so much different things that you can do. Data analysis, like there is just that there are jobs. Cool. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And the cool thing, too, with coding as well is that like a lot of people are going like the self-teaching route, you know, and they're actually like teaching themselves how to code on their own, spending a couple of months, and then like getting a full-time job with it. So I think that's something that you can't really say with other fields, like a lawyer cannot do that, you know, a doctor cannot yeah. do that. Like software engineers, you can still make a lot of money and then there are people who are just teaching themselves. Yeah, I actually run into one um, YouTuber who actually self-taught herself a coding. Uh, she's mm -hmm. based in New York City. I don't know if you've probably seen the, the the YouTube, the video on YouTube, because it was like trending. How yeah. she taught herself, and then now she's working and earning about one hundred and forty-seven dollars uh, k salary. And I was like, wow, I was impressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I might know who you're talking about. The come up. 
Yeah, 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 the come up, yeah. The come up, yeah. Her. I think it's it's okay. she, yeah, the come up. I think that's her YouTube channel. Yeah, I love her so much. She's amazing. But yeah, like she spent like three months teaching. So she took one coding class in college. But then after that, she wanted to be a lawyer, but then she realized she didn't want to do that after she graduated. So she spent three months preparing for the technical interview and then got a job. Yeah. So there's so many different opportunities you can go. You can either go to school and do it or you can go the other means, which is basically watching YouTube and being a self-taught as your friend earlier from the podcast as well. Yeah. So many avenues. Yeah, exactly. I think no way is like better than the other. You know what I'm saying? Just depends on you. Like I would say if you're like around the age, like if you're in high school, you know, and then you still want to have like the college experience, then like definitely study computer science. But however, if you don't want to go back to school, you don't want to get your master's or anything like that, then definitely go the self-teaching route. Or even when it comes to money, you know, college, it can be so expensive. So like self-teaching yourself is another way too, or a boot camp. Like there are some boot camps where you it's zero dollars up front but then after you get a job that's that's when you start like paying them you know so it's basically like zero risk so there's so many different options well that's really good so for your uh group that you mentioned earlier is it open just for people in the states or canadian can also oh we got everyone (laughs) there we got people from new zealand london congo like when people introduce themselves, I'm like, wow, we are really just like, we international. So yes, Canada can join, anyone can join. Sounds good. I will all, we also try to make sure that we have the link and all the information in the description below. I will also put it in the YouTube channel as well as the Facebook so that people can access those information and your services, as well as keep in touch with you as well. Yeah, I love that question. They were like, why would you say black people haven't taken the leap to build tech companies like a black IG or Facebook? Is it the vision opportunity or something else? That's a great question. I love that question. Yo, I was trying to build the black Netflix over here with my (laughs) recommender systems. Yeah, no, that's such a great, such a great question. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think why I haven't. And it's like, I'm just working on like teaching people right now. Like I'm teaching people Python and that's taking up most of my time. Mm-hmm. But uh, yo, I would say get a group together and let's do it. I love it. Definitely there's possibility to it, yeah. Is there any other questions down there? Because mine is still lagging. Yeah, no, I think I read everything. Oh, okay. All right, so now we are going to play a little game, just a two-question game. <laughs> that says code it or quit it. Okay, so this oh, is- Oh, wait, so code it or quit it? it? or quit it. Okay, okay, yeah. I got you. So- I love this. <laughs> I'm so happy, okay. <laughs> so the question would be Python or JavaScript? Which one would you code it and which one would you quit it? Oh, that's hard. Uh, I use them both. So if you are a beginner and you want to learn how to code, I choose Python, Python code it. But if you want to make a website, I would say JavaScript code it. Okay. okay. So um, the next one is um, for front end developing or back end developing? 
Oh, you're just like, you're killing me. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I would choose front end. I, I like, there's some satisfaction I get when like I create something and I can immediately see it on the screen. I, I just love doing that. So I, I would choose front end. Okay. I feel like I'm explaining it and I'm just supposed to be I'm like missing the game. Okay. Front end. Okay, but for those viewers though who don't know like what front end and back end is, do you want to do you mind explaining it to them? Yes. So front end is I like to say like what the user sees. So like when you go to Google, you see the words, like you see the Google logo, you see the search box, like that is the front end. However, when you actually like type something into Google and then like it gets you all of those search results. Mm -hmm. So that might be hitting a database and actually like retrieving that information. Like back end is all the behind the scenes. Like retrieving that could be in the back end, even though they could have some results like stored somewhere to like make it a little faster. But it's like mm -hmm. it's the behind the scenes stuff is the back end. Okay. And what would you say is the most difficult thing to actually code? Is it more of the React type of content or more of like the um, contact forms, like filling up a contact forms and storing data? Yeah. No, that's a good question. I would say, at least for me personally. So, mm -hmm. The troubles I have more at front end is like when you're done building something, but then you show it to the designer and they're like, oh, it looks like a little bit off. And it's like playing around with the CSS. So um, that's how like you design like different things on the screen. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it gets very tricky to like make it look exactly because, you know, a designer basically just shows you a page and you have to like a design of a page and you have to bring it to life. Like that's like the front end part. So that gets tricky. And then in the back end, it's like um, a lot of, we have a lot of dependencies, you know? So it's kind of like tracing through the code to figure out, okay, like this calls that, and then that calls this. And then like, you just have to keep following that path to see how that system works. I think that's the hardest part with the back end. Okay, sounds good. And continuing our game. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one is like a website or an app. Which one would you code it? Which one would you code it? Okay. I I feel like I'm making this game so difficult. I would do a combination. So they have this thing called progressive web apps, mm -hmm. which is basically like it's still a website, but the way they build it is that it would look good on like a mobile phone as well. So it's a website, but it's like optimized for phones. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. So I would, I would choose that. <laughs> so you're like both to this world. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. So, okay. Last question. It would be, hmm, let me try to make this a little bit difficult. They've all been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Teaching? Coding for the rest of your life? Yeah. Or being a CEO as a running a company? Teaching coding for the rest of my life or becoming a CEO? Am I getting paid the same? Yeah. Or you can get, I mean, the CEO maybe a little slightly higher, but yeah, the same or the same in, in, in this context. I don't know. It would depend like what the company, so it's my it's own, company. own company that you're running and you yeah. software and all that stuff and all that cool Mark Zuckerberg type of stuff like the new Facebook or the next Netflix. 
see you. Oh. Or teach people for the rest of your life coding. Uh, I feel like most people are like, why aren't you choosing CEO? <laughs> they're, probably, they're probably wondering that, but I really love teaching. I mean, if I could be a CEO that also teaches on the weekends, then that would fulfill me. But I just, I, I really love seeing people like just learn things. Like they come in and they might be confused about something. And then when like that light bulb goes off, I just, I love like just witnessing that moment um yeah even i'm trying to think if money was involved too i would rather i would rather teach yeah you got one life you got to be happy <laughs> yeah because i do because uh when you since the beginning when you started it's actually like i show that it shows that you're very passionate about teaching and sharing the information so that's why even though that question was a little tricky but yeah teaching is you knew what i was gonna pick anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why i said it was a difficult one mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate you for uh, being a part of this discussion and also like kind of share your knowledge and experience about how you are own experience as a software engineer. Um, on behalf of C, I would love to thank you for taking the time to be here with us. And if there's any other suggestion or questions or negative knowledge you wanted to share before we depart, feel free to use this uh, time to just kind of like, you know, depart. the floor is open for you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. And I just want to say, even if you have any dream, you have just, if you want to do anything, I'll just say, just go after it. Just, you know, really just do it. And like, don't even worry if that, if there are other people doing what you are doing or other people in this space, because like, no one is exactly like you. Like no one can do something exactly the way you would do it. So I'll just say, just go for it. And even if you fail, I don't really consider failures failing. Like as long as you learn something, then you have that for next time. It's experience. So just just go after your dreams. Go hard. You can do it. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then everybody can find you on YouTube at Maya Bello, correct? Mm -hmm. And on Instagram and Maya Maya Loves Code Code. Mm -hmm. And on TikTok, what's the handle? Maya loves code. Maya loves code. Okay, and then you're not on Twitter, so I know any other any other one day. One day. <laughs> yeah, and we're looking forward to see all your um, the app that I was talking about, the movie Netflix that you're developing. I thought that was a really like, great idea that you guys started it, and I would hope to see that coming to fruition and you know actually something that we can actually use it in the future, and have you actually be a part of the development behind yeah. it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. No worries. And as for the rest of the guys, my name is Nisi, and it's a pleasure to be here. You guys can also find me on my Instagram at Nisi Lexi or at Nisi Lexi Official, as well as Nisi Lexi uh, website. That's www.nisilexi.com. I also do interview other entrepreneurs from around the world, and I look forward to have Maya once, once back again on that channel as well, as well as back here on C. Until next time, have a good day, guys. <laughs>